Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. So, Cam Newton is now out for this season. He's on IR, um, and he used to be a mobile quarterback, but he has been immobilized for the season. But speaking of mobility, he is going to be moving soon, or at least we think so, and so we are going to predict where Cam Newton goes at the end of the season. We'll start with Jonah. So, I think his best shot that he would land in is the third biggest city in the United States, Chicago. He's heading to the Bears. I think I think they need they definitely need a change in quarterback over in Chicago. And we've seen while Mitchell Trubisky, he's been horrendous, but also he hasn't been able he hasn't been put in the best situation for him to succeed, especially with Matt Nagy. Not he's kind of Matt Nagy was it wasn't his decision to bring Trubisky in. So he doesn't feel like he needs to, you know, um, try and make everything work. So he's kind of not developing the best offense for him. And so that's why it's just not working out. And I think Cam, Chicago's the best fit for him at the moment. I'm going to agree. I think Chicago is a is a good fit for Cam Newton. I think Chicago is going to move off Trubisky this year because they're just done. And they're going to overpay for him. And I think the reason why Chicago is such a great fit is because with that defense, he doesn't need to be super Cam every single game. He doesn't need to score 30 points for them to win. He maybe get he still he will still be good, but he won't need to be as good as he was in the years past when he was here in Carolina. And also, Matt Nagy, a lot of what he does are getting your quarterback in space. So having a quarterback <coughs> who's mobile like Cam Newton, that would just be great for him. I think that Cam Newton, this might be a surprise, but I think Cam Newton goes to the Patriots. And, you know, Tom Brady getting old, his contract is up after the end of the season. He goes to and they're going to need a guy to step in. And Cam Newton, he could, uh, he, he could learn the offense probably well. And I think you saw Jarrett Stidham, the third-round pick. He came in for one game versus the Dolphins, threw a pick versus the Dolphins. Okay. So I think that's why the Patriots should go for Supercam. So I like where you're coming from with the Bears argument, but I think he's actually going to the Meadowlands and not for the Giants. I think Cam Newton ends up with the Jets. I think the Jets have a very good running back and a pretty a decently young core. I feel like they don't Sam Darnold is not developing into the quarterback they need him to be. Kind of a similar similar situation to Mitch Trubisky. And if you saw how the Ravens beat the Patriots, they beat them with the option. They beat them with a mobile quarterback and a good running back. They have the best running back in the league. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the Jets go after Cam Newton, sign him, and then adopt um, a wishbone with a quarterback who, when he's good and when he's fully healthy, can beat you with the run. And then when you try to come up and play him on the scramble, he'll beat you with the pass. And I think that could be a huge weapon for the Jets. Oh, the thing I would say to that, Jack, is I don't think the Jets are quite ready to move on Sam Darnold yet. I think you have to give a quarterback around 30 starts in the NFL before you can really dump him. Trubisky has had 30 starts, but Sam Darnold, I'm pretty sure he just finished his fourth. Like, he's only been at around 20 starts. You know, he missed some games because of the mono situation. And I still think Sam Darnold has untapped potential. He's like... He's still around 22. He's extremely young. He has the qualities you want in a quarterback. He's just made a lot of mistakes this year. So I don't necessarily think he might go to the Jets. 
But I definitely think it's an interesting situation because of his personality and what he could be in the city of New York. I got another team I'm going to propose for Cam Newton. And I'm going to head a few states east of Chicago in Illinois. And you may be thinking the Browns. No, no, no. I'm thinking the Cincinnati Bengals. You saw that at the trade deadline, they decided to keep A.J. Green, their star wide receiver, who prime and early years have been squandered over there, except for like one good 12 and four season, I think in like 2016. But, you know, they benched Andy Dalton in favor of a rookie quarterback. And it seems like they're going to move on from him. And, you know, I think Cam Newton could go up there as well. So we're going to jump right into predictions and we're going to start with an NFC showdown. The Vikings are playing America's team, the Cowboys. And we are going to go to a resident Cowboy fan first, Jonah, who you got? You know, I think this is going to be an interesting game. You see the Cowboys, you know, who started out, you know, against three easy teams, then lost a few, you know, balanced them out of the three and three record. And they're coming off of two pretty strong games. And especially with that uh, scoop and score, like from the last real defensive play that they had against the Giants, I feel like their momentum, their momentum's high and they're feeling pretty motivated. I think a little bit of the trust has come back in Jason Garrett, not completely as what it was when they started out three and zero, but also you look at the Vikings. They, it's kind of been like a drama show with all the Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs and Kirk Cousins. And Adam Thielen's out, I believe, for the game, or at least he's, if he's playing, he's going to be questionable. And so that's going to hurt the, the Vikings' game plan. And so I have this one, the Cowboys taking this one by seven. I think these these two teams are very close in terms of talent and also which positions they have talent. They have Probably the second and third best running backs in the league in Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott. And then really good defenses. And I think the weaknesses of both teams are their quarterbacks in Kirk Cousins and Jack Prescott. That being said, they both played pretty well recently. But the reason I'm going to take the Cowboys is because I trust Dak in pressure situations more than I trust Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has a terrible record in primetime games. He chops up the bad teams, but when he has to get it done, he can never deliver. And also, this Cowboys defense, they just shut down um, Saquon Barkley on Monday night. And such a big part of Kirk Cousins being efficient is having a running game with Dalvin Cook to build off of with the play action because he's such a good play action quarterback. So I think Dallas will be able to stop Dalvin Cook and put all of the pressure on Kirk Cousins. And I don't think he delivers. And that's why I think the Cowboys win. Well, as Rodrigo said, both teams are very talented, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But I think both teams have been underachievers this season. If you look at the Cowboys, for the talent they have, that receiving core, they should be better. They have one of the premier running backs in the league, probably the deepest, uh, one, or at least the second deepest receiving core in the league, and a pretty serviceable QB. I think really the shortcoming of Dallas is Jason Garrett, and I don't think he's the right coach for that team. But if you look on the other side of the uh, the, the Vikings have not, I don't think, played up to what they can be because they also have an elite running back and they have um, a, a great receiving core as well. I think Kirk Cousins is a little better than Dak. I don't know. I think both have played at a very similar level. But I like Mike Zimmer as a head coach way better than I like Jason Garrett, so I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. I think this game is going to be close. We all know Kirk Cousins doesn't do well in primetime games. But he does well in domes, and he's very good inside quarterback. And this game will be in Dallas, so uh, which is in a dome, which is why I think Kirk Cousins is going to do uh, okay. Which 
and then the run game will probably be fine for both teams. So I think Kirk Cousins is just a bit better than Dak Prescott in the Dome, and so that's why I think Vikings by three. So I'm going to take the Vikings in this one. If you look at Dallas's last game against the Giants, what they did is they dared Daniel Jones to throw the ball, and he wasn't good at it. However, you have to compare now Kirk Cousins to Daniel Jones because the Cowboys probably won't stack the box as much as they did against Daniel Jones as they will against Kirk Cousins. That might give Dalvin Cook some opportunities. That might give the play action some opportunities. And if Dalvin Cook gets going, they'll stack the box. And Kirk Cousins can make some throws that Daniel Jones just doesn't have the moxie right now to make. He has the experience to pick up the blitz and maybe throw a hot route that Daniel Jones gets sacked on. Because of that, I think Kirk Cousins does well. Dalvin Cook has a big game. It sets up Kirk Cousins well. The receivers play nicely. Adam Thielen is um, right now listed as questionable, although I don't think he will play. Um, And I think, however, in spite of that, they have Kyle Rudolph. They have Stephon Diggs. They have a lot of good receivers over there in Minnesota. And I feel like even though the game is in Dallas, I still have the Vikings by four. And now we are going to go to a premier matchup in college football. If you look at the AP poll, it's the 1-2. If you look at the college football poll, it's the 2-3 game. You have Alabama playing LSU, probably a... um, an intro, a prelude to the SEC championship game. And the question is, again, who you got? And we'll start again with Jonah. In this one, I have to take LSU, you know. I've seen them. I think Joe Pearl's the real deal. And although, you know, I think another quarterback in college football is better. I'm not going to get too much into that now. I've seen him beat up on my Longhorns. I've seen him beat up on a good on good teams. And LSU is ranked number one in the college poll for a reason, and I think they take this one in a close game by a field goal. Well, I, as much as I want to take LSU, I just think Alabama is going to win because they have Nick Saban. Both of the talents on this team are really equal, but I think Nick Saban just puts Alabama over the top of LSU in a really, really close game. And I think both the teams are so good that even if LSU or Alabama lose, they might still make the college playoff just because of how great of a season both those teams have had. But that being said, although Joe Burrow has been incredible this year, I still like Tua over him because I think Tua has been in these kind of situations before and Joe Burrow has not. This is really his first season carrying the LSU team. So I'm going to have to take Alabama in a really, really close game. Well, obviously this is two heavyweights. I think it's going to come down to probably if Tua is able to play. And if he's able to play, is he really fully healthy? Because, you know, I think Tua is a competitor and he might be the type of guy who's going to force him to play his way onto the field. But he has to be really healthy and be able to do the things he can do, throw the ball downfield to beat that really good LSU defense. Uh, I like uh, Ed Orgeron actually as a head coach. I think LSU's done a great job with their program. Joe Burrow, obviously, in the running for Heisman. I probably have to take Bama if um, if Tua plays because uh, Saban normally gives him the edge. But this game will be very, very close. I think this game will be extremely close. It will come down to the wire. And I think there's going to be – a very big fourth and inches on the goal line situation. And you know what you need right then? You need the fullback guy. Alabama, they're a fullback. They don't have one, so that, that wouldn't work. They wouldn't score. 
but Corey Carter, number 44 for the LSU Tigers. He can punch it in like no one's business. He That is why LSU is going to win by three. I think if Tua comes back and he plays a lights-out game, I'm thinking Alabama wins. So I'm liking LSU on this one. I feel like they have a superior defense. You can't discredit Coach O, even though he talks like – I don't know. You can say a lot of things about how he talks. He doesn't have what I call a normal voice. It's great. I think he's a great coach. I think even though Saban's a genius, can't discredit Edo. I think the LSU talent in their defense and their offense will take them over the top, and they beat Alabama by four. Thank you for tuning into this episode of the Crunch Time Podcast. Signing off for now and saying goodbye, I'm Jack Ringgold.